Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Nick. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Also by Audible. Get two free books when you sign up at runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Hey everybody, welcome back to Switchcraft. Happy to be here. Very excited. I'm actually recording the show early today, and the reason that I'm doing so is because I have to work tomorrow, and I don't know when I'll have time to record. Now, that being said... It might turn out that I get home early enough and I'm able to record the show, but right now everything is kind of all up in the air. Um, At work, we recently switched email servers and all of my old email got deleted and my old calendar got deleted. And so I don't even know what time I have to work tomorrow. So I don't know what time the conference goes until. Otherwise, I would just save it for tomorrow, give a little more time for more news to trickle in. Today is going to be a bit of a light show because we just did a show yesterday. And um, uh, because of that, there's not a lot of news to talk about, but I think we've got an okay show lined up. Let's start off with feedback. Uh, Jack's Rage, which I think uh, that's probably a Fight Club reference. I might be wrong, but I think it might be. Uh, They reviewed the show. Uh, They said, I recently found Switchcraft and I'm really enjoying it. His stories, voice, and opinions all sound like a normal gamer and not uh, and not over embellished just for showmanship. Great podcast from a realistic personality. Well, thank you very much, Jack. Uh, you're awesome, and I hope that I got the reference of your name correct. Uh, Fight Club's an awesome, awesome movie. Uh, that being said, uh, if you want to help just like Jack did, head on over to iTunes, leave a review. I'll read it on the show, good or bad. Let me know what you think. By the way, you guys have the the recent reviews that have been pouring in uh, on the show. You guys have brought us back up to a five-star rating, and I really, really appreciate that. So uh, big thank you goes out to you guys. Uh, and I will jump into the news now. Well, the ESRB has rated both Super Mario Odyssey and Mario Plus Rabbids, and for the first time, a Mario game is going to be rated E10, so for 10-year-olds and up. I don't believe any Mario game has ever been rated that high. Um, I wonder what the... I mean, okay, so with Mario Plus Rabbids, I think I understand what the reasoning is. Mario has a gun, and just uh, just the idea that he's got a gun is going to increase the rating a little bit, I think. Uh, But with Super Mario Odyssey, I'm kind of scratching my head as to what is happening in the game that makes the ESRB um, up its rating. And, And, you know, I'm all for the rating system. It's actually kind of funny that the rating system... Uh, was actually a product by uh, Tom Kalinske and Sega. Um, It's funny. Back when, I guess, Night Trap was coming out for uh, the Sega CD, 
or maybe it was the 32X. I can't remember which. Um, Tom, before that even came out, Tom Kalinske, who was the CEO of uh, Sega of America, he had said, look, uh, I think that we're putting out games that I don't want kids playing, so we should have a rating system. And they set up their own rating system, and they contacted Nintendo, and Nintendo said, well, we censor our games, so we don't really need a rating system. Uh, well, then uh, Senator Lieberman um, you know, him and, uh, Tipper Gore, they all kind of got together and they were like, listen, we need to make sure that this stuff that's being sold in the toy aisle, uh, is not for kids or, or that that isn't for kids is labeled as not for kids. And, and that's when Nintendo and Sega and, um, everybody else kind of got together and they came up with the ESRB, which is this, um, third party group that works outside of the industry, um, they submit games to them. They review them. They don't actually play the game. Uh, it all depends on you know, the 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 um, developers telling the ESRB board, um, uh, Electronic Software Rating Board, not ESRB board. So uh, telling the ESRB what is the content that's in the game, and then they decide on on they probably I think that they get a uh, like a video real so that they understand what kind of stuff is in there uh, and then they give it a rating well uh, it's very odd that super mario odyssey is getting rated e10 and i wonder if it has something to do with the possession mechanic like mario throws his hat at at dudes and kind of takes over their bodies and i wonder if that's the reason that mario odyssey got rated e10 every bit of footage that i've seen of the game doesn't make me think that it is something that I would have any trouble letting pretty much any kid of any age play. Um, and, you know, I'm pretty strict with what games my son can play. You know, I make sure that I, I play them beforehand uh, unless it's rated like, like, okay, if it's rated E for everyone, I, I he, he gets to play pretty much anything. Um, but if it's rated T or higher... Uh, I usually will play the game first and, and do some research and see what, what kind of thing is in there. And this is something that all parents, I think, should do. Uh, there's too many parents that will buy their kids games like GTA uh, or Call of Duty when, when they're buying it for a 7-year-old and things like that. It's not cool. Um, but Super Mario Odyssey, rated, rated E10, that's very surprising to me. And I, I'm just curious, what do you guys think about that what do you think do you think it's um it's bad for nintendo or do you think that parents are going to not buy it for the younger kids because um because of that rating or do you think they're just going to look at the e and be like oh, all right and honestly the way i look at it is i think most parents don't even look at the rating on the game uh but then again i also look at the demographic for the switch and yes i have one and yes my son has one my son is nine years old uh, he has a Switch, and when I think about it, I think he's probably the exception to the rule. I think most kids his age probably don't have access to a Switch, and I think that the idea that this is rated E10 is is honestly kind of, uh, it, it, it's, mo it's a moot point, because a majority of the people who have bought the Switch, I think, are people who are adults. Uh, maybe younger adults, maybe old dudes like myself. Uh, but I don't think that this is a system that a lot of kids have, which is very funny because most of the time Nintendo has been 
uh, pigeonholed as the game company for little kids. Um, and when I look at Nintendo stuff, I can see how it appeals to kids, but I don't think it's the game company for kids. It's more along the lines of the game company that makes games that can appeal to both adults and children in different ways. But anyway, Super Mario Odyssey and Mario Plus Rabbids both rated E10+. So there you go. Let's jump into something different. Tiny Build, which is the company behind Mr. Shifty, has brought out or is about to bring out another game. This one is called Phantom Trigger. Uh, I got a preview copy of the game. Um, they gave it to me on Steam. I think that they said that they're going to send me a Switch version because I wanted to talk about that. Uh, but I'm currently in the middle of writing a review of the game. I've played it for about an hour. And uh, I just want to let you guys know it's coming out on August 10th. And I wanted to give you my uh, quick and dirty preliminary findings. Um so I just brought up my bullet points here. Uh, basically, what I've noticed so far, it's kind of got like this, almost like a Tron element going on. Both the sounds and the visuals. Um, when when you first turn on the game, it says best experienced with headphones. And so I grabbed my headphones off the um, off the wall over here. And I, I turned them on, and sure enough, man, the sound in this game is fantastic. It almost sounds like when you're doing some of the attacks, it almost sounds like certain tones from a Tron movie uh, going off at the same time. It's very, very cool. Um, the, the overall visual style is very reminiscent of Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, which is in this weird iOS game that was really cool. And um, I really love the visual style. It takes that Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery um, visual style and then kind of grabs the light, the, the, the glowing light stuff from Tron and um, uh, kind of mixes it together. Really very cool. Uh, the combat, so far I've got three abilities. I, I started out with a whip, which is a very long-ranged attack, um, uh, a sword, which I ended up picking up after a little bit. It's a short-ranged attack. And then a punch, which is another short-ranged attack. I had just barely picked up the punch uh, ability uh, when I stopped playing because my son wanted me to come in and watch Dragon's Reach with him, or Dragon's Watch with him, which is a How to Tra Train Your Dragon TV show. Um, color kind of plays an important role in the combat. Uh, the whip has a like, green hue to it, and... The uh, sword has a blue hue to it, and the punch has a red hue to it. And you have to pay attention to uh, certain things will interact with a green or with a blue. So that's how you're supposed to know, okay, well, I have to use this in this case. Uh, you also have the ability to teleport around the room. So you, just like in Mr. Shifty, you can just kind of push a direction and hit your, um, your dash button, and you'll kind of zip forward... I don't know, like a couple bodies length, uh, like if the person were to lay down. Uh, it, the game plays from a top-down kind of 3D os iso isometric perspective, but not 3D. It's it's actually 2D. And uh, it's got these weird enemies, very interesting, uh, very original-looking enemies. And each one of them has their own attack style and their own... Oh, how do I want to put it? Their own 
like rhythm that you have to pay attention to, um, the game is not easy. Uh, it is definitely a hard game. Uh, it, it has um, multiplayer co-op. Uh, my son and I tried to play that, but I couldn't get it to recognize a second controller. Again, I was playing on the Steam version. Hopefully when I get the review copy of the Switch version, um, I'll be able to um, test that out. Uh, I, I, I run into this issue a lot on Steam games where I try and play a game on Steam and with my son, and it just doesn't recognize that the second controller is actually a different controller than the first one. It's like that it thinks that only one person could ever use this machine. It's very irritating, and I wish that, that there was a way to figure it out. They do have these cool puzzles that, that involve the colors that you're talking about, and the story is incredibly odd. Um, I'm not going to say anything about the story because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, it's just very surprising, very non sequitur is the way I guess I would describe it. Uh, but anyway, those are my quick uh, preliminary findings on Phantom Trigger. I'm going to be writing a more in-depth review. Um, it takes me a long time to beat games. Uh, so my review may not be out in eight days when the game comes out. I'm going to try as hard as I can to get that review done as quickly as I can. But, um, you know, I am just one guy who runs a Twitch channel and does a podcast three days a week. And finding time in there to review games is kind of tough, uh, especially when you're competing with these big companies like IGN who they can just say, all right, uh, Jeff, your job is to review Phantom Trigger. Uh, you don't play anything else for the next day or so, so you can finish it. Uh, and then they can get it done. Um, it's a little different when you're just a one-man show. But anyway, uh, that's Phantom Trigger, and it comes out on August 10th. So far, so good. So that's the new Super Nintendo Entertainment System. What about it? They say it has 16-bit technology, whatever that means. Oh, I see. What else do they say? That it has 3D graphics and digital stereo sound, and that Super Mario World is included. Okay, okay, we'll get it for them. Here's a real quick PSA for everybody. Uh, Shovel Knight is coming to Blaster Master Zero. It comes out in, gosh, when is it? I think tomorrow. Let me just click this link real quick because I forgot. Yes, it, somewhere it comes out in tomorrow. And for the next two weeks, you can get Shovel Knight in Blaster Master Zero for free, uh, which is really cool. Now, if you don't have Blaster Master Zero, it's a fantastic Metroidvania game. Uh, I haven't finished it. Um, I'm having a blast playing it, uh, but, you know, I've just got a lot of stuff to play, so it's kind of been on the back burner. If you also have Blaster Master Zero, make sure that you download Shovel Knight as soon as you can, because for two weeks he'll be free, and then after that you're going to have to pay whatever the DLC cost is, which is not very much. Now, this is not just a skin, and I've talked about it before. If you watch the video of how they announced that Shovel Knight was coming. Blaster Master and Shovel Knight are two games that play very, very differently. And they did not just skin the main character to look like Shovel Knight. They actually changed the game. And I'm most excited about Shovel Knight. This isn't the first DLC that they've brought. They've also brought Shantae to the game, which I never remembered to uh, download. So now I'll have to pay for it if I want that. Um, and they also brought in a character from Azure Gunvolt. Uh, but now we've got Shovel Knight. I'm a huge fan of Shovel Knight, so I'm excited to uh, to download this. So 
tomorrow in uh, sometime within the next two weeks, make sure that you load up Blaster Master Zero and uh, download Shovel Knight. Now, if you don't have Blaster Master Zero, I highly recommend that you pick it up. It's a $10 game. It's on the Switch. It's fantastic. And I've had an absolute blast playing it. Very, very good. The story's kind of, well, okay, I won't say anything about the story. The dialogue is very kind of garbage, but it kind of adds to the charm of it. Um, when I think back to Blaster Master, I played the original on an NES. My mother had taken me to a New Year's Eve party and one at, at, at her friend's house. And her friend's kid had an NES and they had Blaster Master. And that was the first time I ever played it. And I played it. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I, when it came time to ask for the next game, I had to choose between Blaster Master and... And I think it was Double Dragon. And I, you know, I kind of hemmed and hawed about it for a while. And finally I said, I'm going to get Double Dragon. And so I ended up playing a whole bunch of Double Dragon. And then I kind of forgot about Blaster Master for years. Apparently there were other sequels that I had no idea about. But Blaster Master um, Zero is fantastic. And you should really definitely check it out. Especially if you're looking for a cheap game uh, to download for your Switch. And uh, if you do get it, make sure you pick up that Shovel Knight in the next two weeks so you don't have to pay for it, because Shovel Knight is cool. Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. Well, everybody, get ready to head on over to the eShop. Uh, Monster Hunter Double Cross, Japanese version, will have a demo on the eShop. Now, some people are like, well, what about us? Don't worry. It's going to be okay. I think that with the fact that Capcom is so happy with how Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers, stupid name, has done on the Switch, I think that they're probably going to be porting it. It'll be a while before we get it over here, but please remember that the Switch is a region-free console. And because it's region-free, that means all you have to do is make a Japanese and make another account on your Switch, which I still have yet to do. And on that account, you can connect to the Japanese eShop, and then you'll be able to download the demo. Now, you won't be able to read stuff because it's in Japan, Japanese, and if you don't read Japanese, then you're beat. However, you can at least check it out and see what you think of the game yourself. I'm sure that there'll be some confusion, um, but my guess is we'll probably be able to figure something out. And I'm definitely going to make sure that I do this. I'm interested. I've never played a Monster Hunter game outside of one of the demos on the 3DS. Or, or maybe it was just the DS. I can't remember which. Um, it seemed a little impenetrable to me. It seemed like a game where I needed somebody to explain it to me. Um, but Monster Hunter Double Cross demo is coming to the Switch. Um, I guess... On August 10th. So, again, we've got another thing happening on August 10th. Make sure that you... Um, I think that there's a video on... Okay, here we go. There's a link in the show notes. And in that link in the show notes, it takes you to Nintendo Life. If you scroll down to the bottom of the article, there's a link right there that is a guide that shows you step-by-step -step how to make a uh, an eShop account for Japanese stuff. Now, again, it won't be localized. And there's nothing you can do about that. But you can at least check out the game and see what you think of it. Uh, so that's a, just a quick PSA for you guys. Um, Monster Hunter Double Switch Demo coming to Japan August 10th. 
I'm a number one. Speaking of Japan, Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, uh, sold over 2 million copies in just two days in Japan. Now, this game has not come over here yet. We've been told that it's coming in uh, January, I believe, and I'm very, very excited about this. Uh, I have not played a Dragon Quest game in a very long time. Now, 2 million in two days is a crazy number, but what you must remember is that uh, Dragon Quest uh, is on the PS4 as well as the 3DS. And we will be getting a Switch version later on in the in the uh, or, or in the year. Uh, they have said that this JRPG is coming there, uh, but there's also some other fun stuff. And the fact is that if you beat the game, if you finish Dragon Quest XI, you get a copy of the 8-bit original when you finish it. So the original Dragon Warrior for the NES. Now, Dragon Quest was what it was called in Japan. Dragon Warrior is what it's called in the U.S. I don't know which version we'll end up getting, but if you beat Dragon Quest XI, you will get Dragon Warrior, which is very cool. I love when companies uh, take their intellectual property and use it in a way that is beneficial to the customer. Most people who get this game probably will not get to the end of it. The Dragon Quest games are notoriously long, grindy games, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm, there's That is a specific type of genre that a lot of people love, and you can put many, many hours into the Dragon Quest games. So uh, getting Dragon Quest Eleven when it comes out in January is definitely something that is high on my priorities. I'm excited for the game. And uh, if you like that style of game, you should you should probably be excited too. Let's take a break from the news for just a little bit. I want to talk about what I've been playing mostly since the last episode, which was yesterday. Um, I picked up Namco Museum. I already talked about that a little bit. But because I have two Switches in the house, I was able to play Pac-Man Versus with my son. Uh, the arcade games are great for me. He has zero interest in playing those. But when I told him what Pac-Man Versus was, he kind of lit up. He was like, oh, really? That's cool. Uh, so basically what you do is you download a free app from the eShop uh, onto, or I, I downloaded it onto my son's uh, Switch. And I, I was the main app. So I put my Switch into the TV and he had his Switch in his hands. And uh, I had my controllers in my hands, and I loaded up Pac-Man Versus. He, we, we connected wirelessly, and then uh, it says, how many players? And I said, two players, because my wife was busy working on something. Uh, I think she was sewing a curtain for the bedroom or something like that, and uh, she didn't want to play right then. Uh, so we, we selected two players, and it kind of um, did like a random choose. It, 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 it chose who was going to be Pac-Man at random, uh, and it says, okay, you're going to be Pac-Man first. So I was Pac-Man first. Uh, and it says, because he, I was player two, he was player one. He always likes to be player one, not that it, not that it matters in most games. Um, but it it selected player two to be Pac-Man first. So he hands me his Switch, and I hand him my controller. Well, if you've never played Pac-Man Versus, the way that it works is as Pac-Man, you can see the whole, well, you can see almost the whole board. Um, you can see a lot more than the ghosts can. As the ghosts... 
they can see just a small segment around them. And as Pac-Man goes around the level, he leaves behind this trail that slowly fades away. That way the ghosts can kind of find you. And um, the three, like if you're playing with three other people, they have a better chance to track you down. But with one other player, you know, they're still going to be chasing you down. And we had an absolute blast. And I'm here to tell you guys that Pac-Man Versus is worth the $30 alone if you have access to another Switch. You don't have to buy the game again, but if you have access to another Switch to play with other people, we had so much fun playing Pac-Man Versus yesterday. So I'm I I highly recommend it Nap I highly recommend Namco Museum. If you like arcade games, then it's perfect, but if you like playing uh, a competitive, uh, asynchronous game. I can't believe that this wasn't on the Wii U. That's crazy that it wasn't. It should have been. Um, it was originally, this is actually a remake. It was originally, I think it was a GameCube game where you had to play uh, GameCube hooked up to some um, Game Boy Advances, uh, which was very crazy. Uh, nobody had a chance to play that game, I don't think. But now's your chance. You know, find somebody else that has a Switch and and get Namco Museum. Pac-Man Versus is worth the $30 ticket price. And the rest of the games are just bonus because that's very fun. Something else that we played last night, I finally, I, I couldn't resist. Uh, it has a low enough price point that I wanted to try it out, and that's Overcooked. I picked up Overcooked, and my son and I played it together. I got to say, the game is absolutely a blast. Um, if you've never played Overcooked, basically, uh, it's you and you're in the other chef. And I think that you can play with like four players or something. But just me and my son played again. Uh, and you and the other person are both chefs. And orders come in. You're running a restaurant. And maybe somebody orders a salad. So you got to chop up some lettuce. You got to chop up some tomato. You got to put it on a plate. You got to put it out to the to the customer. So on one side of the room, you'll have a boxes of tomatoes and lettuce. And on the other side of the room, you've got cutting boards. Uh, and there's like a wall between you. So one of you gets the job of bringing over tomatoes and, and uh, lettuce and setting it on the, the, the wall between you. The other person will take those and cut them up and then bring them back. And then you'll plate them and put them out. And you'll kind of start to when you first start playing you're like okay we can do this we we're, we're going to make a plan here i'm going to do this we'll make sure that we always put this many over here and uh, make sure that we always put the other stuff on this side of the tables but very quickly things your plan starts to fall apart you know uh you, you'll have divided up the jobs and then Suddenly a dish comes back dirty and now you have to wash that dish because you only have so many dishes. So now somebody has to now wash a dish and it's not just salads. Uh, sometimes you have to make a hamburger and somebody will order a hamburger with uh, lettuce on it. Sometimes somebody will order, order a hamburger with lettuce and tomato on it. Somebody will order a hamburger with no lettuce and no tomato on it. And uh, on the top of the screen, you'll see these orders start to shake as the customer is getting angry and you're not meeting those orders. And you have to try and get as many uh, orders through as you can in a certain amount of time. And based on the number of, of things that you do, you get certain star levels, kind of like um, iOS games where, you know, you do a certain amount and it gives you three stars and you do a little less and you get two stars. Well, 
I wanted to go back and three-star the levels. My son was not interested in that. He always wanted to move forward and try the next thing. It's very, very stressful. Um, we only played four levels. I didn't personally notice any graphical hiccups, but a lot of people are saying that uh, the game suffers from low frame rate issues. I am the first to tell you that my eyes are very forgiving of low frame rate issues as long as it's kind of stable. I never really noticed much slowdown because it was a stable frame rate. Now, I did watch a video from Digital Foundry, and they were talking about how they they showed comparison videos of the 60 frames per second version on the PC and the less than 30 frames per second on the Switch. And sure enough, I could see the difference. But but when I was just playing just the Switch version, having nothing to compare it to, it didn't bother me very much. That being said, uh, the developers have said that there is a patch incoming, uh, so hopefully that we'll have more information on that soon. I think that the game is, is, I wouldn't say that it's fine. It's not good that a game is shipping with, uh, bad frame rate issues. Uh, Bomberman had the same issue, uh, shipped with bad frame rate issues. I believe that that was then patched up to 60 frames per second, which is, uh, I've heard that it's, that the changes to that game have been very good. I'm, I may have to go back to that at some point. Um, Mr. Shifty, I believe, had some issues with frame rate as well. I believe those have also been fixed. So I think it's more along the lines of game companies are shipping their games just a little sooner than they should. Uh, they need to forgive the the horrible pun, but they need to uh, leave these the games in an oven for just a little bit longer, uh, and hopefully they'll they'll cook this a little longer, and then overcooked uh, will come back with 60 frames per second goodness, or at least stable 30. Uh, Again, I didn't personally notice it, but I'm bad at noticing that stuff. Uh, Now, for me, I think Overcooked is fantastic. And frame rate issues aside, this is a game, if you've not played it, you need to pick it up. It is one of those games that exemplifies what is so great about the Switch. I can take my Switch with me anywhere, take this out, pop off the Joy-Cons, hand it to somebody and say... All right, let's try and figure this game out. And the thing about Overcooked is I felt like while I was playing it, I had the ability to help my son. He's nine. I had the the ability to help him out because I could run over and do stuff while he was busy doing something else. Um, I will say that sometimes our kitchen caught on fire, and that's okay. There was a fire extinguisher to put out. Um, but the game led to a whole lot of, uh, yelling and laughing. Uh, so if you're looking for something to play with friends, pick up Overcooked. It's very cool. Okay, everybody, let's lightning around the rest of these. The Super NES Classic Edition is not ready for pre-order, but you can bookmark the, uh, item on Best Buy, Target, and Amazon. I have found the links and put them in the show notes for you. So make sure that you click on those and bookmark them so that when you get the announcement that you are not caught flat footed, um, quest of dungeons, which is kind of like a roguelike game. I believe, I think I have a copy of it that I've picked up on humble bundle or something like that. Uh, it is coming to the switch. It's a top down roguelike, um, 
it looks cool. It looks like it's in Japanese, so I'm not sure if it's coming to... This is also on August 10th. I don't know if it's coming to the U.S. shops, uh, but I don't know how much text reading is all that important in the game. Um, I've played a little bit of it, and it's a fun roguelike if you like roguelikes. Very, very simple game. Uh, My guess is it'll be pretty cheap. And then tomorrow, on August 3rd, Use Your Words launches, which is a fantastic party game. Uh, You load it up on the Switch. It displays a room code uh, to join. Uh, You type in the room code on your phone, and everybody can join in. And then you play these fun games where it'll show you a clip of a movie that should have been subtitled. It's called Sub the Title. And you get to type in what the subtitle is. And then it shows everybody's answers and people vote on the ones that they like. Uh, They do the same thing with like newspaper articles. Uh, What would you give this picture as the article title? Uh, That kind of thing. It launches tomorrow. Um, It's a very similar game to the Jackbox Party Pack. So if you already have that, you know, maybe you're not interested in getting another one. I personally like to have more options. So it's a fun game and I highly recommend that that people pick up Use Your Words. It's a little light on content compared to Jackbox, but when I have played it, I've had a whole lot of fun. Oh no, Mario! We've got to do something! I've got it! You help us find Donkey Kong, and we'll help you find Herman. Well, everybody, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you want discussed on the show, please let me know. You can do so by emailing me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can call the voicemail line, and I'll play it on the air. That's 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5800. 67. You can join the Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. You could also stop by the live stream sometime. That's twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you're looking for ways to support the show, the number one way is to just leave a review on iTunes. I'll read that on the show. Uh, Another way that you can support the show that is of absolutely no cost to you is when you decide to buy your Super Nintendo Classic Edition. If you buy it from Amazon, use the link that I dropped in the show notes uh, because that will directly support the show. I actually get a cut. You don't spend any extra money, but I actually get a cut. In fact, if you're looking for other ways to support the show, just head on over to runjumpstomp.com support and you can see various links there, including my Amazon affiliate link. Anything that you buy on Amazon I get a cut of if you use that link and it doesn't charge you any extra. It's just one more way that you can support the show. Uh, The music, uh, thank you to Noteblock for the use of the Balloon Trip remix at the beginning. And the outro music is, of course, Adventure Island Area 1 Round 2 by June Chikuma. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Witchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection 
of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere they like to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep, even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com slash audible. <laughs> 